0: Thank you for joining me on Are You Up Babs? This morning I want us to look at Psalm 123. It's really beautiful and I'm going to read it first from the AMPC version and it says, Unto you do I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in heaven. Behold, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, and as the eyes of a maid to the hand of her mistress, So our eyes look to the Lord our God until he has mercy and loving kindness for us. This is an incredible verse. It says basically that I fix my eyes on the Lord. Listen to it again from the message. It says, I look to you, heaven dwelling God, look up to you for help. Like servants, alert to their master 's commands, like a maiden attending her lady, where watching and waiting holding our breath, awaiting your word of mercy. Isn't that beautiful? One more time, let's look at the same two verses in the Passion. And it says, O God enthroned in heaven, I lift my eyes toward you in worship. The way I love you is like the way a servant wants to please his master. The way a maid waits for the orders of her mistress. We look to you, our God with passionate longing to please you and discover more of your mercy and grace. It's an incredible verse of how in the Jewish culture, a servant would fix their eyes onto their master or to their mistress, and they would literally watch the gestures of the mistress or the master to know what to do next. They couldn't be looking anywhere else. They had to be looking at their mistress or their master. And If you know anything about the Jewish culture, if the master was at his table eating and he was now finished, he would crumple up his serviette, his napkin. He would crumple it up and throw it onto the table. And the servant who was watching from a hidden place, keeping his eyes fixed on his master, would instantly know his master has finished eating. When his master left the table, he would know to quickly clear the table and then to continue to attend to his master. But if the master folded his napkin carefully, put it down and left the table, the servant would remain where he was hidden and know the master has gone, possibly to the bathroom, but he was returning, the serviette or the napkin Folded was a gesture or a signal to the servant to know that the master was coming back. It meant I'm coming back. That was his signal or his way of communicating to his servant that he wasn't yet finished. Now, you know in the gospels that when Jesus was raised from the dead, the napkin that was over his face was not crumpled we know that his body was wrapped with bandages if you if we can use that term and that had fallen to the floor and yet the napkin was carefully folded in the tomb and jesus was clearly giving us his servants the message i'm coming back it's incredible beautiful message from our savior and we know that he is to return he is coming back but you can see how the message in Psalm 123, the servant saying, I fix my eyes on you. I look to you and to you alone. There is nowhere else that I put my gaze. There is no one else I trust, but I keep my eyes fixed on you. Now, if we can keep that thought in mind as we go to the incredible Christmas story, because we are coming to that time where Christmas is coming, where we as Christians celebrate the birth of our King. And in the New Testament, the Bible tells us about how Mary was pleasing to God and suddenly an angel appears. She was not a married girl. She was an engaged girl, a young teenage girl. It's not a princess story where she was in a palace and had riches, but actually a girl just young in her teenage years and in a place of poverty, really not much riches and um, experienced a lot of constriction. The Jews were under great oppression by the Romans and they were looking in longing for this Messiah that would come to set them free. But she was a godly girl. And suddenly an angel appears to tell her that she is going to conceive a baby boy. The angel says to her that she will conceive and give birth to a son and name him Jesus. Now, if I may be so bold as to just stop and say in the Bible, when you read the Bible, there is no gender fluidity. The Bible says you will have a son and you will name him Jesus. The Bible speaks of gender. The Bible speaks about Jesus being a hymn. He came as a man in flesh, God in flesh. The Bible has no gender fluidity. We need to be careful because the world is turning away from everything we've been taught in the word of God. And we as Christians, we need to be aware of that. And so... Mary answers this angel. He says to her, you will conceive and have a baby boy and you are to name him Jesus. He will be a holy child and he will be the son of man. Mary's only question is, how can this be? Then she doesn't go, I'm not worthy. Or how can this be? You must have the wrong person. The only question she has is, how can this be? For I am a virgin. She understood there was no possibility of her being pregnant because she had not been with the man. And the angel answers and says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. You know, as I read this, I'm really excited because we know that when we receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit, that gift that Jesus said when He goes away, the Comforter will come, the Holy Spirit will come and abide in us. God has given us that gift. And yeah, He says, the angel says to Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And then he says, the baby will be holy and will be called the son of God. Then the angel also says to her this, which is beautiful confirmation of news she did not yet know. Remember, there was no social media. If news happened and it was far away, unless someone sent a message and it didn't come via a beep on a phone, it took time and that was more for the rich people that were able to send messages, poor people. It was not that easy. The angel now tells her Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she is barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. And this is the first time that Mary hears this. And I can just imagine the excitement. If you read in the Bible, there is an exclamation mark as the angel tells her this great excitement telling her that Elizabeth in her elderly age is having a baby. And if you know the Bible, you'll know that this baby that Elizabeth was to have would be John the Baptist, who would be Jesus's cousin. And so the angel tells her now, The angel says people used to say she's barren. You see, what I love is when God touches us, when His Holy Spirit overshadows us, what people used to say doesn't count anymore because God changes our story and gives us a testimony of His goodness. Stop worrying about what people used to say. God will change your story. God will give you a new story. God will give you a new testimony. And it doesn't matter what people used to say because they will have now something new to say. But what's new is the glory of God. They will have to give God the glory for the miracle. People will see this is impossible. But the Bible says what is impossible for man is not impossible for God. All things are possible with God. And then it says, for the word of God will never fail. For the word of God will never fail. What God says stands. God spoke, let there be, and there was, and there's never not been since. For the word of God will never fail. And I think what's really special and perhaps what we can focus on today is Mary's response. She says, I am the Lord's servant. Now, having read Psalm 123 and understanding how that servant's gaze was fixed on the master, how that servant watched the gestures of the master to know what to do next. That's her response. She says, My eyes are fixed on the master. My eyes are nowhere else. My trust is nowhere else. My gaze is nowhere else. I'm not distracted. I am the Lord's servant. Just those few words, I am the Lord's servant, is so incredibly rich in what she was saying, her heart fixed on the master. She says this, may everything you said about me come true. What incredible faith from this young girl. May everything that you've said about me come true. Not, no, this is not going to happen to me. I can't. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. No questions like that. And immediately, Mary packs up to go and visit Elizabeth. She does tell Joseph that she's pregnant and Joseph wants to break up the engagement. But then an angel comes to him to tell him. But Mary visits Elizabeth. And it's so beautiful because when Elizabeth hears Mary's greeting, the baby inside of her jumps. The baby jumps with joy at her greeting and the Holy Spirit comes on Elizabeth. This is so incredible because the Holy Spirit was sporadic in the Old Testament. We know in the New Testament from Pentecost that when we receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of us. The same power that conquered the grave of Jesus Christ comes to live on the inside of us. The same power that conceived baby Jesus overshadowed Mary lives on the inside of us we as Christians have no idea how we can take for granted the power of God over us and Elizabeth now experiences the Holy Spirit on her and she says you are blessed because you believe the Lord would do what he has said how beautiful. With the power of the Holy Spirit sees Mary, her baby jumps, and the Holy Spirit comes upon her. Mary doesn't go, oh, Elizabeth, you're so pre- you're pregnant, and I'm so excited for you. I nearly said, Elizabeth, you are so pregnant. I suppose she was at six months, but she didn't have to come into the house and say, Elizabeth, you are pregnant. The Holy Spirit did all the work, and Elizabeth sees Mary, her baby jumps, she knows that her Lord is inside of Mary and she says you are blessed because you believe the Lord would do what he has said. Isn't that beautiful? Such incredible words, a powerful moment with this young girl not a rags to riches story. You know, we love the story Cinderella as girls. We all dream of a rags to riches story. That this wasn't a rags to riches in the sense of the world. This was a story of a young girl who trusted the Lord, fixed her eyes on the Lord, kept her gaze upon the Lord. It would not be an easy journey for her. She would be rejected by society because she was pregnant. And yet, look how God worked the whole story out. That the Savior, our Savior, would come through this incredible miracle and You know, if I can encourage us, if we can be like Mary who fixes her gaze on the Lord, that's what today's message is about, that we can fix our gaze on the Lord, looking for whatever gestures there is, watching for his hand signals, trusting him no matter what we see. And actually, we don't see what the world sees because we are not distracted. We are watching our master to see what He wants us to do next. I want to encourage you. Perhaps you are needing a breakthrough in your life. Perhaps you have been in a dark place. And let's be honest, it's been difficult days. For so many people, it's been confusing days. It's been... Days where life has been difficult, and for many people, not knowing to go where next with their job, with their finances. Perhaps it's in relationships you're battling in, in your marriage or with your children. Keep your eyes fixed upon the Lord. Let Him show you what to do next as you trust Him, as you watch Him, as you speak to Him, as you do not be distracted by what's going on around us. You know, Many times as a Christian, we can keep our eyes fixed on the Lord and not see any breakthrough. We can't see any change. And so what we do is we think, well, that's not working. I'll need to do something else. And we never give glory to God for what he actually did for us or does for us. You see, the Lord is working on your situation Every single day. God is making a plan. He's working his great providence into your life every single day. If we would just keep our eyes completely fixed on him and not be distracted by what's going on around us. The things that are going on around us will cause us to take our eyes off the Lord and we will not see his gesture. He is coming back. And he is working all things together for our good. And he will work a way where there seems to be no way. And there is nothing that is impossible for our God. And we can trust him with all of our heart and not lean on our own understanding, but keep our eyes fixed on him. And we do not need to fear, but we can take heart because he has overcome the world. Let us keep our eyes fixed on him. I want to encourage you. To be that person that is full of faith, that we focus on Him, we let the things of the world grow strangely dim. You may know the song that I'm referring to. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in His wonderful face, and the things of the earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Let's do exactly that. Turn our eyes to Him. Keep our eyes fixed upon Him and allow Him to do the work that He's doing. Trusting Him while we wait. Just keeping our eyes fixed on Him. So fixed that we cannot see the things around us. Can we do that? Can I encourage you to begin to start doing that if you haven't been doing that? I think for all of us that is a word of encouragement that instead of looking around. You know when your eyes dart around in fear? No, no. Let's keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Come, let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for Mary's incredible example of faith. And I pray, Lord, that we would do the same, that we would keep our eyes fixed on you and on you alone. We are your servant. You are our master. What a wonderful God you are. Thank you that you are working all things together for our good and that nothing is impossible for you. Father, help us to fear nothing but to stand firm. We thank you that you are in control and we trust you with all of our heart. We love you, Father, and we just commit this to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're going to go into this week with our eyes completely fixed on Jesus. Amen. God bless.
1: Tonight, this is the truth unplugged. A break from the 808. Can we do that tonight? A little break from the 808. Just some good old fashioned quality music. Can we do that? Y'all ready? Changing with the times. It's the 21st century. Feeling like I'm out of my mind. This is not the way it was to respect to bitch. Everybody's stepping out of line. But I heard that eventually everything is gonna burn. Can I get your attention, please? I don't need your permission, please. No more Mr. Nice Guy. I'ma let the teacher breathe. They just want me to pipe down. We're in these four walls I refuse to fight and just go along If a bruise with a knife I'm gonna go hard I'm right You're wrong That's the statement That make you bold as a lion That's the statement That get you thrown into the lions hey, Get you thrown into the frying hey, Please forgive us for this defiance I'm sorry we're normally more compliant But tonight we're setting it on fire I thought that you would take it this far And everything you've done to try to make me move Take a look in my heart and you'll see won't we'll take it no more but I, I won't take this no go. more You will never fully me no longer Never will he me no longer You will never fully me no longer you the world wanna push us around. No matter what they say, I'll never. We won't run, will we? I will never be kept silent again. Swing so brows and a black mask. Take the money off the cash drawer. I don't care what y'all say. You can't tell me that it's natural. The two men that are in love just stand up at Holy Metro. Money they stand in front of the pastor. I'm in my zone. They only want me to back up. On eggshells, all this political correctness. Uh, we call it abomination. Y'all call it progressive. Uh, Maybe call it evil. uh y'all try to protect it. Uh, y'all don't want us to judge. I just want us to shrug and follow y'all's directions. Y'all don't want us to judge. Soon as we don't go inside. Yeah. Could the throw a label on us? Hold on. Biggest like, Talking out of both sides. If uh, it's live, let live, And live, let live. You go your way, we go ours. I never thought that you would take it this far. And everything you've done to try to make me move. Take a look in my heart and you'll see my go.
0: But we won't take it no more. But I won't take this no Let's go. more. go!
1: I never thought that you would take it this far. And everything you've done just to make me move. Yeah. Take a look at my heart and you'll see my love. But I won't take it no more. But I won't take it. Here we go. How y'all feeling tonight, y'all all right?